This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, the founder of Innovative CX Solutions, a past chairperson of the CXPA, and a practitioner with many years of transforming global operations and designing better customer experiences. Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Welcome to this episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, and we're glad to have our listeners back for another great episode with another wonderful guest. This time, a customer experience practitioner is joining me for our discussion today. Andrea Kronberg is a CX practitioner with a long and storied background in the field of customer experience. I'm glad to have her here. Andrea, if you would take a few minutes to introduce yourself to our listeners. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Bob. Uh, So as you said, I'm Andrea Kronberg. I am a customer experience professional that's been doing this job. Oh, goodness, I'm going to age myself here, but uh, over 20 years. And so where I'm at right now is I am leading a, a customer experience discipline within a global service organization, uh, relatively new to that position, uh, but coming in and, and lots of energy and excitement, which you know, I'd be happy to share more details on that. Um, but you know, prior to that, my career uh, has definitely always been still customer experience working in both the for-profit and the not-for-profit space. Um, and you know, it, always for me, it's come down to trying to understand who our customers are and what makes them tick and how do we build our businesses around them. So that's a elevator speech intro about me. What more could I tell you? <laughs> that's great, Andrea. Thanks for that uh, introduction. And I think that works well for our listeners. Um, so Andrea, uh, this, I get the same question all the time from CX uh, professionals that are just entering the field or, or uh, might be interested in the field is, how the heck did you get into customer experience? I mean, while there are some great educational institutions out there that are doing work in, in academic learning for customer experience, most of us didn't go to school for this profession. So how did you end up uh, in customer experience? Yeah, yeah, great question. I too have gotten that. Uh, I started out, my education is in marketing. So that is one of my majors. The other was a, was a weird self-designed major that was looking at um, economic impacts on the workforce across the generations, which is just an abstract concept. But really what it spoke to was I was hugely interested in what people do and the decisions they make and what makes them tick. So I had that curiosity added with my marketing and it really propelled me early on in my career while doing interactive marketing, brand marketing, retention, promotions, et cetera, really to say, are we doing what's best for our customers? Are we connecting with them in the right ways? Um, Are we meeting them where they need us to be or forcing them to come meet us where we are? So that was early in my career, my, my foundation. And I'd say, I've really had that opportunity to keep pursuing that and pushing that throughout. 
So, you know, graduating college, getting into a position with a global hospitality company, doing the marketing there, um, always being customer centric, and then starting to evolve that into the actual customer strategy team and who were our customers? What emotionally and rationally made them tick? How did we as a business market to them better as well as start to design in hotel experiences and what insights we had could influence? So it was a, a progression of, you know, marketing insights into all of a sudden I'm doing this thing that at the time I didn't know what it was called, but it really was customer experience. And then throughout my career, I've just kept building on it because that was hugely fascinating to me, trying to understand and pick apart how people tick and what that means for the businesses. So, um, you know, early on started out with that marketing degree, but a huge curiosity around how to serve people better and just kept following that path throughout my career. So there's some great tidbits in what you just described, Andrew. I want to kind of build out on a few of them. Uh, and, and, and in your, uh, I'll, I'll go back actually to your introduction. You talked about the fact that you had been in uh, not-for-profit and for-profit environments, and that's a bit unusual. And in all honesty, oftentimes when we're talking customer experience, we, we sometimes only focus on the for-profit and not the non-profit or not-for-profit. Could you share some of your insights having worked in both worlds, similarities, differences, I think that would be beneficial for our listeners who may be in one or the other, um, since you have experience in both. Yeah, absolutely. So the nonprofit that I was in was, was a relatively large one, very um, you know, well-recognized uh, within the market that I'm in, but also globally. Uh, but we still were a nonprofit and, and we still were operating on you know, shoe straps, um, shoestrings at, at times. And so what I noticed in terms of the for-profit and the not-for-profit, the main differences, you know, it's kind of hard to articulate sometimes, but it really felt like what drew me to the nonprofit, I'll start there, is the idea that they were very mission-driven and serving the community was hugely important to them, which to me aligned very much with serving the customers that I'm working with and for. Um, so I see in the nonprofit space, the mission is, is much more uh, of a key leader in terms of, you know, how decisions are made and, and things like that. But when it gets into customer experience, there really is not a lot of difference. You still have the core principles of customer experiencing, of customer experience being important and relevant in both for-profit and non-for-profit. What I mean by that is we still need to understand who the customers are, what's emotionally and rationally motivating them. We still need to understand how experiences that we're designing are impacting and really building off of those needs and tying it back to business results. Well, the not-for-profit is not about, you know, corporate revenue and stock prices and all of that. They still have, you know, they still need to be savvy in the business and maintaining um, the efficiencies. So we always had to make sure we tied it back. Uh, so, you know, as, as we break it apart, at its core, I didn't notice a lot of difference as a CX practitioner within the two different environments. Where I did, like the one caveat I would say is that it was a little easier in the nonprofit space to talk with my business partners, my colleagues, and sell them on the notion of being more customer centric. 
because they were already within an environment and within an organization where it's just ingrained to serve that customer. And so it was a little less convincing and influencing that needed to happen on that side. Andrea, I love your characterization of the differences between nonprofit and for-profit. And then when you draw it together to customer experience, the similarities, it, it reminds me a little bit about um, oftentimes when you're talking about CX strategy or, or approaches to CX, you'll hear people say, well, I'm business to business, not business to consumer, I'm different. And so I think your characterization of profit and not profit is that sure, there are differences, but we're all still focused on the same thing. And that's the customer we're serving in the mission of the organization, be that for profit or not for profit. So uh, I think that's a real uh, great way that you put that. And I, I love it because I always dispel this B2B, B2C notion too, because I say, hey, we're all of the same, we're all trying to do the same thing. It's just a different customer that we're working with. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, having worked in that nonprofit space and been in the for-profit space where I had consumers or businesses, at the end of the day, we all have needs. We still have reasons for why we're making those, those decisions. Um, the experiences are going to potentially be different, but we still need to get to know them and serve them and, you know, wrap ourselves around them. They're just, as you said, a, a different looking person or entity there. Mm -hmm. Great. So now let's kind of come back to, you know, my, my second question for you, which was, how did you get into CX? And you talked about marketing. And one of the questions that uh, we often hear in organizations is, well, where should CX report? Should it be by itself? Should it be an operation? Should it be a marketing? Uh, what are your thoughts on that with your background in marketing? Um, certainly marketing as a, as a discipline has a keen focus on the customers, but what are your thoughts on this whole concept of where it should reside and, and where it can provide the most benefit for an organization, either in your opinion or in your experiences? Well, I think my experiences will inform my opinion, uh, <laughs> I am definitely not the expert on this part, uh, but I would say from those experiences, I have been in structures where I've reported up through marketing. I've been in structures where I've reported up through operations and somewhere there was a chief experience officer reporting directly to the CEO. Uh, and I would say it, to me, it was more important about the work that we were doing and the connections and influence we had within the organization to drive organizational change. So leveraging our change management skills, that was more important than the actual structure itself. And what I mean by that is for the organizations that recognize that customer experience was important, they had bought in already to this idea and this notion and they understood early on, either before I arrived or you know, once I was there through conversations, that this is not something that sits in a silo, that we can't be pushed off on the side and, oh, they're responsible for this. The rest of us will do other things. So it's always been about the need for this discipline to be integrated throughout the company. From my perspective, the reporting structure has just been a, a byproduct of a, you know, what's on a piece of paper somewhere. Um, so for me, the focus has always been on that integration, that connection with my team. If I were to be asked, I'm setting up a discipline, I'm going to be 
uh, you know, looking to put this into an organization, what would be your recommendation? We're not going to do a chief experience officer. Where should it sit? I would say look at who your leaders are between your operations or your marketing or wherever and try and pick apart who is going to be the best advocate for customers as well as changing that organization. So who understands the customers and who understands what it takes for that internal mechanics and partnerships that need to happen. If that's your marketing leader, great, put it in there. If it's your ops leader, put it over there. So that, that's my opinion. I'm not sure if everyone has that same experience or um, suggestion, but from, from my perspective, that's what I would recommend for others. Well, Andrea, I, I love that opinion because it's, um, uh, you know, it's rooted in your experiences, but it also points to the fact that you're looking for where the expertise lies in the organization. And I think that's a great approach to it. Um, and, and it's something I advocate as well into how we align customer experience. And, and again, I want to echo your comments about it being integrated. Let's face it, we talk about it being end to, the customer experience has to be end to end. And your suggestion about it being integrated across the disciplines is a great one and aligned to that idea of being end to end. Um, so, uh, the other question we often hear, Andrea, is um, from CX professionals, especially those that are relatively new, is um, they they were asked by the the CEO to um, take on this project. We need to improve our customer experience. So you're really good at managing projects. You take it, or they hand it to a high potential in the organization, uh, and just because they know somebody can get something done and they need it done quickly, and so those professionals reach out and say okay, what's this thing called customer experience? What do I do? When, when you've approached either new roles uh, in a new organization or new projects within an existing organization, what's your approach? How do you attack the problem uh, to solve for the, you know, improve the customer experience directive? Yeah, so I understanding the environment you're in, the speed with which things need to happen. I mean, all of that is a factor and I don't want to diminish that, but typically the methodology that I find works best for me is to be a sponge, absorb what is happening and talk to different people. So understand what's going on within the market and what are the forces at play there. Understand what is going on with the customers what do we know about them? You know, as I've said before, those emotional, rational drivers, what are they thinking, saying, doing, all of that type of information. And also then talking with the internal teams and, and frontline people of what are your experiences? What are your needs? What are your pain points? Um, that insights, whether it is a quick down and dirty or a super exhaustive, you know, we have plenty of time, that type of information has always been able to ground me to understand what is the true picture. I come in from a customer experience discipline, but I am not necessarily an expert within the hospitality or the staffing or you know, nonprofit. I need to learn and grow that. So I wanna partner with people to understand. It also helps me understand what is top of mind for them? What's keeping them up at night? So by having those conversations that then builds for me a foundation of where do we need to go? 
And so typically then the next step I would have is building out that strategy and that roadmap and vision for where we want to go, starting to identify what are our priorities. And I would look at priorities based off of impact to customer effort and, um, you know, combination of impact to the business. Um, from there with that prioritization, just begin picking apart and going after quick wins while some major projects are happening. And of course, what I'm minimizing in all of this is the hard work and you know the team development and expansion that happens with it. But I do think that for me personally, it's been about grounding myself in the scenario and the people and their lives and what is happening, and then trying to add value by bringing my CX discipline and expertise to start to shape and mold the path forward. Andrea, those, that's some great advice on your approach. And so let me flip it a little bit. I mean, we often talk about um, the need for executive leadership and sponsorship and other factors that are key to a successful execution of a CX strategy. What are some pitfalls that you have encountered or some obstacles that you've had in, in this approach that you know could be uh, good things for CX professionals to watch out for as they try to execute their strategies in their organizations. Anything come in particular to mind? Yes, you can't see me, but I am laughing. Um, there are definitely <laughs> some things that come to mind. And I will say I have been guilty of uh, an unnamed number of these. Uh, others I have just observed from my colleagues. Uh, but I would say some of the big pitfalls can be um, not understanding the organization's appetite or their need for speed. So, you know, and what I mean by that is if you have a leadership team that is bought in and ready and wants to charge in and really set the tone, but you say, hold back, I need to do all of this rich, deep months, years worth of insights there's gonna be a disconnect. I've seen that happen. I've also seen happen where people rush in um, too soon and don't understand necessarily, you know, where there is emotional or personal connections. So, you know, and this is one of them, I'll just admit, I've called the baby ugly to the parents of the baby and that did not go over well. <laughs> so, you know, needing to understand those dynamics a little bit. So, you know, find your advocates, find the people in the organization that can help you navigate those um, areas. Um, and, but then the other thing that I think is the biggest downfall is that people that are trying to prove CX and are looking at it maybe not from, this might not be fair, but I'll say, but not looking at it from that big picture, what is the potential, where are you today versus where you need to be, I think can get trapped in a lot of the shiny bells and whistles um, and really get fixated on specific things, a specific metric, a specific experience, forgetting for a moment that customer experience is about the totality of the experiences and the emotions that come with that but we can sometimes get too laser focused on one piece or one um, uh, experience. And, and I think that is a pitfall that I have seen people get into time and time again. Uh, thanks to our listeners. We had a small uh, glitch with our audio, but we're back together. And Andrea was just commenting on uh, some of the challenges and obstacles that she encountered. And I said uh, before we had that little audio problem that 
Um, it's nice to know Andrea is willing to self-disclose she made mistakes because none of us have ever had made any mistakes in the execution of a CX uh, initiative, right, Andrea? It's, we're all in this together and, and learning as we go. Uh, and so I appreciate the fact that you uh, shared that with our listeners. So Andrea, what advice would you give to current CX practitioners, to uh, those getting into the field for the first time? I mean, you know, your 20 years of experience in a variety of disciplines is really helpful to people entering uh, the profession or struggling within it, especially as a result of uh, the pandemic and so forth. What, what are you, some of your thoughts and words of advice? For those people who are already practicing CX and are in the discipline and understand it, my main piece of advice for them, if they are feeling like their wheels are spinning or they don't know where to go, um, I, would, I would encourage them to stay grounded in who those customers are, who they're serving and what they're trying to accomplish. When you have that strong purpose, you know, you know, it's easy to remember why you're doing things and, and get that energy. Um, and then when it comes down to what do you do with that energy? How do you harvest it? I, I always love coming back to, uh, you know, just a gut check or even just a, a true audit of where are we at? Are we as far along in our maturity journey as we would want to be? And just go through and revisit those core disciplines of customer experience. And, and how are we doing along those? Where are we really excelling? Where have we maybe become imbalanced and need to shore up? Um, so I'm always one to get back to the basics and hold myself in check and, and ask other people to do that as well. So for current practitioners, always do that. You know, how's it going? Could I be doing better gut check? And how do we stay true to our, our customers? For the person who is considering getting into customer experience, I would say, what are you waiting for? Uh, it is an amazing discipline. It is an amazing opportunity to help guide organizations uh, forward on the path to success. Um, you know, there's, a, I absolutely love some of the um, teachings that are out there and the, the concepts, one in particular, Joe Pine and what he talks about of the experience economy and just how as a society we evolve from commodities to products to services to now moving towards experiences. And I think there are a lot of organizations and a lot of people who can understand that yes, we need to provide better services, better experiences for customers, but they don't really know how to go about doing that. So if that's of interest to you, if it, you have an appetite and the, an inkling that you have the skill set, go after it. There is definitely a need. And I say that because as a consumer myself, I can go into any retailer or you know, online, what have you, and, and it's never fully meeting my expectation um, maybe I have too high of expectations, but there's always something we can be doing to engage people further, to help connect them. So I don't see this as a discipline that would go away in the sense of delivering on a customer need. Um, I will say if we are not, little sidebar tangent here, if we as a discipline don't stay true to the customer as well as helping the organization see the results, so tying financial impact together, that's when we'll struggle and go away. So sidebar conversation there. 
But as a, um, you know, back to, as a person considering getting into customer experience, pursue it. You, you have a lot to gain. You yourself are a customer. While you may not have an education in it right now, you still understand what a good experience is versus a bad experience. So start to dissect what that means and then apply it to maybe where you're working today and where are those opportunities and just get inquisitive and start exploring, start asking questions, start offering advice. Um, the worst is that somebody says, no, not right now. Okay, that happens, but there's another organization or another spot perhaps um, that may be open or may be wanting to get involved. So I just went all over the board on that one, but uh, that would be my advice. Um, just stay inquisitive and keep pushing forward. Well, I think that's excellent advice, um, Andrea. And one thing you mentioned too was, um, lots of learnings out there. You mentioned Joe Pine and so forth. Is there, are there other uh, sources that you go to to you know, keep up to speed on what's happening in CX or learn from other CX professionals? Anything come to mind there? Yes, uh, there are a couple. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a sponge all the time, but the ones that come top to mind are, of course, the CXPA, the Customer Experience Professional Association. I am a member um, but just the ability to go there and, and you know, attend uh, local events to talk with uh, you know, other CX practitioners, to get to be a part of webinars, um, just to have discussions as a member of that uh, society or that organization, um, you know, having online dialogue with you know, colleagues and practitioners around the world. So love that organization. Um, in terms of learning and resources, um, you know, always been a fan and followed Bruce Tempkin and the work that his organization has done and what he's building out now within the XM Institute. They've got some great master classes or master sessions that introduce people to customer experience. Love that. Um, other, you know, voices that are out there. Uh, there are so many, Harley Manning, Annette Franz, um, Jean Bliss, um, people like yourself, Bob. <laughs> I mean, it's just anyone that has that experience, I love to tap into. Oh, that's great. I, I, know, that, uh, I know that you are a sponge and I know that you're constantly seeking new knowledge and information, which is the concept of continual learning, which is fantastic. So Andrea, before we wrap up this great podcast and thanks for your transparency and honesty and your great perspective, I always give our guests the opportunity to give any final words to our listeners, uh, any thoughts that you'd like to share. Uh, we're certainly open to it at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really, hopefully this came through in the other things that I've said, but at the end of the day, as a CX practitioner, we are here serving our customers for-profit, not-for-profit, variety of industries, doesn't matter. We're here to serve our customers. And as much as we can put ourselves in their shoes, I think is hugely important. Equally as important is understanding the reasons why businesses should care and being able to tell that story and influence that change. I think that is a very important dynamic. Um, and I hope that as a discipline, uh, you know, we continue to, to talk about that and equip people with the resources and training and, and just comfort that they need to propel that forward. Thank you, Andrea. What a great way to wrap up this podcast and some great uh, advice uh, and 
Uh, I'm smiling on my end, even though you can't see me because uh, I have a blog post coming out in a day about walking in our customer's shoes. So I've already taken your words of wisdom, Andrea. Um, so to our listeners, uh, a great big thank you to Andrea Kronberg for her willingness to share her thoughts as a true CX practitioner on this episode of All Things Considered CX. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and continue to listen for future podcasts as I release them with lots more interesting guests just like Andrea. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered CX. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Subscribe to our show, follow me on LinkedIn, and visit my website at InnovativeCX.com for more insights on creating better experiences. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.